Welcome to a very special Paper Keg podcast. Mm. Happy birthday, Tom, right mm. now. Can you feel the magic in the room right now? I'll tell you what I feel. Uh, happy birthday, Tom Cruise. In honor of your birthday, the drinking ban has a temporary lift for you, Never buddy. Never been done before. Never been done before. And then I think that's solely... Oh my God, do you hear that? Ice crack up around in that glass? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like one of the ghosts from A Christmas Carol walking down the street. <laughs> and he's as pale as a ghost, everyone. <laughs> the uh, That host uh, with that icy cup in his hand, one third of Paper Keg, Jonesy Loves Beer, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so very much for having me. I'm, I'm having a bounty rum. Uh, from the sweet waters of St. Lucia, mm. and I am ready to enjoy Tom Cruise's birthday with you, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise cocktail. Mm. That is this entire episode. If you didn't just know instinctively from that music intro, right? Tom Cruise cocktail, uh, we bring it full circle to Dale underscore A. He, this is his day. This is, it's not just Tom's day, right. it's his day. You're a father of two, you, you would sleep with this VHS tape if it were socially acceptable. Dale underscore A, welcome. I would, I mean, I would probably break into my friend Jimmy Corson's mom's house, get the VHS <laughs> that was handwritten, you know, dubbed off of HBO, copied off HBO or something, handwritten on the back, cocktail, that's why I first started experiencing my love affair with cocktail, based obviously on the original graphic novel, cocktail. That's why. Uh, <laughs> That's why you know, we're doing it. You know what? We're throwing that out the window because it's Tom Cruise's birthday, and it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I can't think of any better reason to do a, a cocktail podcast on the Paper Keg Comic Book Podcast feed. <laughs> what I'm what I'm so excited about is that the. Episode art for this uh, ver- this episode in that circle in the middle of your iPhone right now. <laughs> just a picture of Tom just looking at you with such intense. Yeah. I don't know what what to say. There's there's just not a word for what he's what he's looking at you with right now. That's that's right. That's there's not a word, and that's why he's been cat. You know, he's been capturing the hearts of moviegoers. Since the early 80s because of this, because of that stare. Yeah. And when the producers mm. of this movie, you can't see me, but I'm tapping on my table with one finger. When the producers of this movie, <laughs> they needed a stare. They needed a guy. They needed that smile is what they needed. 52 they needed years young it. today. Happy birthday, Tom Cruise. God bless, Tom. Tom. Happy birthday, feel like he's right here with me you know maybe next maybe when he's 50 maybe his next birthday maybe we'll do legend you know i think the the people are clamoring for a legend episode a warm wind just blew through dale's pants i uh, i think his next birthday is next week 
I'm going to be honest with you. That's, I think that's a Scientology thing. That's a, a strictly a Scientology thing. So it's Scientologist's birthday will be in one week. So maybe okay. Maybe for that birthday we can do Legend because... Hashtag Legend of PK. So cocktail. I mean, Jonesy, not that anybody needs to know. <laughs> no, not that anybody needs a recap of this movie, but why don't you go <laughs> ahead and run it down as best you can. So ex-Army vet Brian Flanagan uh, returns to a New York with a goal. He wants to make his million. He's a young go-getter, 1980s New York City, just fresh off the Army. He served his country. He wants his slice of the dream, if you will. Dream. Remember that. Dreams. All right? <laughs> so he... Uh, Subtle. He... He gets clank, 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 clank. So uh, he gets turned down by about a thousand job offers in New York City. Goes back to his dear uncle for some advice, and uh, thinks, "Hey, you know, um, I've been a bartender at my uncle's bar for many years. I'm going to go try to make it as a bartender in New York City. Uh, you know, a guy by the name of Doug Coughlin." A Aussie transplant in New York City and a flair bartender says, I see some promise in you, kid. You're going to be a bartender here. You're going to train under me. Young Flanagan, as he's called, becomes the best flair bartender barman poet in the mean streets of New York with Cochran, his, his mentor, his friend. But, you know, friends, sometimes the women folk come between two men friends mm. and that's what happened here you know uh flanagan wanted to go to jamaica to make a nut and come back and invest in you know his own bar cocktails and dreams they were going to call it you see in the hot pink neon blink blink blinkity blink <laughs> and uh you know but sometimes tom cruise gets uh, mouthy about his love life with gina gershon and, uh, you know, old Doug's got to teach him a lesson. It's one of his laws, you know? Yeah. So they, it comes to fisticuffs, and Flanagan leaves. Young Flanagan leaves to go to Jamaica by himself mm. to make his mint. Here's where the story gets intense. A young, beautiful lady, Jordan, Jordan Mooney, is vacationing in Jamaica with her friends where young Flanagan himself is bartending at the resort. And uh, they meet. They fall in the deepest of loves, and they have one blessed day underneath a waterfall where they come together as one. But guess who's also in Jamaica looking for Flanagan? Coughlin, he's back with his laws. He's bagged a rich broad. And guess what? Bar fights don't matter they're best friends again and uh under his influence Flanagan messes it up with Jordan the return to New York is where Flanagan gets his his S together apologizes to Jordan and finally starts his life together with her cocktails and dreams Flanagan's cocktails and dreams Yes, Cochran Art 
also kind of like kills himself on a boat. It's pretty tragic. <laughs> Let me play the mournful, amazing grace now. So there we go. Pretty good job, yeah, this, Jonesy. Pretty pretty darn th- good job. This was the first time I've seen this movie. Yes. What? Very I, uh, first time. Hey. Yeah, hey, that's fine. You know what I mean? That's fine. And you were probably ensorcelled by it <laughs> at this point, right? <laughs> so you watched it last night. Set the stage for me. I, you know, I, I, I talked to my wife. I said, wife, mm-hmm. we are doing a top secret recording. We got to watch Cocktail before Wednesday. And she says, you know what? Let's effing do it. Yes. Yes. And we laid on the couch, kind of spoon maneuver, mm-hmm. and we watched we watched Tom and his Aussie friend. First time I've ever seen it. Um, you know I don't I'm I'm afraid to give my opinion of this movie right now. It's Tom Cruise's birthday. Why, why are you afraid? It's Tom Cruise's birthday. If it's you have my, nothing bad to say, then you shouldn't be afraid. It's one of my favorite movies. Look, there's no reason. I will. I let me. Just say, I was very entertained. That's all. There you go. That's it. That's all that needs to be said. Walk away. (laughs) That's all you need to say. That's all you need to say. You know, with that said, this is an 80s movie. My gosh. Mm. What era are we living in? Listen, people are tucking Uh, t-shirts and the jeans everywhere in this movie. Tom Cruise's wardrobe made me think that I just ate a handful of mushrooms before watching this movie. <laughs> He's just wearing silk size XLs tucked in. White slacks. I, I wanted to run for the shelters for Tom with what he was wearing. What? The, okay, so the so he walks into TGI Fridays essentially. I mean, it, it was a Fridays. Sure. I'm not, it sure, was I'm not a, sure if you noticed that. It was a Fridays. But the, so the Aussie is like the bartender of this place. He's just hot ass. He's thrown cups over his shoulders. The the oh, I have another comment. But I'll get to it in a second. Did he own that bar? He walked around like he owned. He was that the bar. bar manager. He was not the owner. Bar manager. Okay. Bar manager. Bar manager's pretty much, I mean, they they can swing it around. Uh, on the oh, right yeah, hand, he God. was swinging. I mean, they are. I mean, there was, yeah. there was some heavy D swinging in this movie. I, 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 this movie, you could cut the sexual tension between the Flanagan and Coughlin with a butter knife. Mm. I would not have been shocked if at any point, these two just shake each other's crotches and just go at it. Like, this is 80s machismo. Plain and simple. You could, I mean, these two, you, I, I couldn't even, I can't even describe it. These two laughing, dancing, singing behind the bar. They had these women in the palm of their mm. hands. I mean, Tom could have been railing some woman behind the bar, and the the, the patrons would have been high fiving him at any moment. I'm pretty sure and the would crowd not have been out was of place. begging for it. Oh, as long as you twir- as long as he twirled that Jameson bottle, as long as he flipped that vodka bottle up in the air a few times, dazzled the waitresses, dazzled the bar folk. He's getting serious f me eyes. I mean, there was a point of that movie where I threw my own underwear at the TV. I don't even know why. <laughs> 
my heart just took over. You can't explain why. I can't. I really can't. No. So when did you first see this movie, Dale? Please set the oh, stage for us with your history with Tom Aussie, Elizabeth Elizabeth Shue. My heavens, can Elizabeth Shue an angel? Movie. The side an angel. boob, the side boob that she rocks in that waterfall scene. I never knew. I never. I mean, ten years later, I think you see them in Leaving Las Vegas. I will tell you, uh, she reads every man's mind in that scene when she shouts "Tada!" When the <laughs> when the goods come out, I was like, "That's exactly what I was thinking, Miss Shoe." I think you've uh, summed it up. That's high five to Miss Shoe right now. We're high fiving. <sighs> I I don't Michoud. know. I I I mean, if this movie is rated. R. X. I pro- I saw it way too early then. X. <laughs> it came out in 1988. I saw it, I don't know, maybe I was 12, 13 when I first saw 20, it. 20, 25. But I just saw it and I was in scon- I was ensorcelled. I was ensorcelled. I didn't want to use it again, but it's there's only <laughs> one word. The wa- the one word is ensorcelled. It is a ma- it's an entertaining magical movie. Now, I will tell you, it's two. It's two movies, right? I'm okay with the fact that it's two different movies, <laughs> pre and post Elizabeth Shue, really, <laughs> because it's like this flair bartender. I wanted to be a bartender for so long because of Tom Cruise in this movie. I mean, the guy you was your own Gina Gershon is what you wanted. I wanted mm. Coral tucking She's, t-shirts in. It's an English name. I wanted one of those at the end of the bar, taking my picture as I stood two feet up on the bar, saying uh, my barman poet sonnet. Have some girl <laughs> hugging my leg at the time as I reached down with a shot glass. And, and and I present to her like a rose. And women, you know, love just presented shot glasses. They're just drinking shots. Maybe you could have practiced some kind of hands. sleight of hand where the rose came out of, you know, God, imperceptibly see, nowhere. You're making it, you're yeah, making some, me still want to be a bartender. Uh, some flair. Mm. And mm-hmm. then it goes into the the second movie, which is the the Jordan Mooney Tom Cruise, you know, love story. It's a completely different movie, but it's not any less entertaining. Uh, He's in Jamaica. I'd like to think it, it ties back into that original conversation with the uncle. You know, his line is basically, you know, the good things and bad things in your life, they kind of just happen. See? You All get right. it. Jonesy, you get it. I get you. I get cocktail. You get it. I'm, and it, I'm and it comes back because he says, you know, drinks are all in the house. When he finds the out he's like, no. Spoilers. But... Because the bar is open. I mean... The, he, Tom, you know, Brian Flanagan rips my heart out because the the competition that he has with his quote-unquote best friend who's only known for three years at this point. Cock, cock, that guy Coughlin? was Coughlin. 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 That guy was a douche. He was a douche. I mean, was he was Tom a douche. Tom Cruise doing with that guy? I would never want to see that guy again. We all knew that guy when we were 21 at the bar. You know, you talk to him. Mm-hmm. You, want, you don't want to see that guy outside the bar. Ever. But, but he steals your girl. 
and then you're still his best friend two years later? Well, Are you out of your mind. Now I'm now. I think it's time it's, heals all wounds. Yes, exactly. It's been three years. He's in Jamaica. No. He's living it up. He sees Coglin roll back in his life, and he, the last place he ever expected to see him. Time heals all wounds. Like I would be smirking because you know, in my, I'm Brian Flanagan. I would be smirking <laughs> to see him. But you know, the, but the second he starts rolling on Jordan, and and here's what you know, here's Jordan. Immediately want to give her high fives because she's impenetrable to Coglin's advances. Even if he's trying to flirt with her and stuff, she's it just shows that he she is a different kind of woman. She only has eyes for Brian Flanagan already. Mm. How pissed would because you have he's been a hero. if you were he is. if you were Tom Cruise in that scenario? I'm flirting my s off in, with Elizabeth Shue, and then this mm-hmm. clown comes back after three years at this exact moment i would have been up inside myself at that exact moment what an awful time for you to show up right now yeah it was it was literally the worst time because he starts putting them down like you know i guess your best friend who you have when you have poor choice and friends your best friend would do to start making you look bad but not like playfully like really bad Whatever happened to those really nice bad, fellows I'm that got Tom person. to the Boston, New York? We never see those guys again. And I'm trying to glossed over that. That scene was pretty bonkers. Where <laughs> his military friends commandeer a Greyhound bus so he can get on it. I don't know what kind of military law there is, but they should probably be in prison for that. Well, what if it's too cocktail much. Too much. is the story <laughs> of how Jack Reacher what he does after he gets out of the army? Did I just blow your minds right now? Did I just blow your minds right I'm now? I'm just thinking about that. I'm just thinking about flare bartending side, and side boobs. <laughs> boob. Ta-da! Also, Dale, what was going on? In the, were, were bartenders like rock stars? Bartender poets? Well, that's this is what I need to know. It's 1988. I I want to know if bartending took off after cocktail. I need somebody who's in the know. Did bartending like really achieve a next level status after this movie he had to have right but like because it's after seeing this movie it it, a small part of you there's no way it doesn't desire to have that kind of a power you're behind the bar you're making magic and you i mean these women are just slipping all over their own selves Trying to get at you. There's no like the. That's the way it paints it in this movie. Gina they were painted Kirsch, like a rock band. They were a rock they band. Were. They were that were being toted from bar to bar. Gina Gershon. I'm pretty sure she wasn't wearing underwear when she was taking at no Tom Cruise's photographs. She comes in. They have a connection. They're in bed that night. But bartender poets. They're at one bar where they get, you know, their next gig is at this cell block, which is essentially a prison, but it's a bar. And there's some kind of shtick at this bar where people are reading poetry. And then the bartender, Tom Cruise, jumps on the bar and reads, um, I'm assuming, off-the-cuff poem. To be fair, I don't think it's a bar that normally does it, but that yuppie poet had to open his trap (laughs) about Mm -hmm. cell phones and and money. Tom had to show him up. And get to I, the people. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. And, and these people ate it up. 
It was mm-hmm. like the coolest club where people read poetry I've ever seen. I may have see. I may have audio of that pulled up right please, now. Please, please. And you don't want to tell me you're in that bar. You want to hug Tom Cruise's leg too. All right. Let's listen in to the world's last barman poet. I am the world's last barman poet. Give us a kiss, you sexy beast. Give it to him, Tom. Give it to him. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. This voice is so America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach. Yeah. The schnapps made from peach. The velvet hammer. The Alabama slammer. I make things with juice and froth. The pink squirrel. The three-toed sloth. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy. The iced tea. The kamikaze. The orgasm. The death spasm. The Singapore sling. The ding-a-ling. America, you're just devoted to every flavor I've got. But if you want to get loaded, why don't you just order a shot? Mm. God. Dale, where are your pants? Are they just off <laughs> at this point? It's maybe because it's hot and maybe because of other reasons. But they are I just threw them over Jim, Gina Gershon's head because nobody <laughs> wants to see her in this scenario. Also, how much of uh I don't know what would be a politically correct phrase, but uh, uh journey woman of Gina Gershon to just slip from Tom to Haggard Aussie <laughs> Coughlin. I mean, in front of him. What a D move. What a D move. And it's over $50 bet. And Co- Coughlin, Coughlin thinks he's doing Young Flanagan some favor. Like, don't let women get in your way right now. We got, we got a vision. But he's the one that executed on the plan. Mm-hmm. You just don't, and like Brian Flanagan says, you don't do that to your friends. You don't do that. And Brian over Brown. What? What was the reason why she was upset? Because Haggard told her about the night that she had with Tom Cruise because Tom spilled the beans. I think that's exact. And yes, and he told her about the bet, which she was willing mm. to make out with Brian Brown. To, to help him win the $50 bet. They were both betting men. So mm. neither one of them have any scruples. Not by I mean, far. He sold it well. I mean, that was some of the best acting of Tom Cruise's career to this day, where they kissed in front of him. I know that guy asked for his order, and Tom's like, what? Do you have that queued up? Where, <laughs> where Tom's like, what? See, you noticed that. I'm, I'm happy that you noticed that because it's true. Let me see if I can find it. So he's visibly shaken. I take it back. Too bad you couldn't keep your mouth shut about our sex life. It only gets better. Gina Gershon, though, but it does. 
I mean, understandably, won't be getting better anymore now, Brian, because you. Uh, she's just gonna go to the next one after that. Good for her. She's gonna go to you know, you gotta live. Did he do it? Did he punch Brian out? Oh yeah, here. Here it comes. There you go. Ooh. Never tell tales about a woman. She'll hear you no matter how far away she is. Yeah. Get him. Can't take the truth, eh? It was nothing but taking a cheap shot of me. Where I come from, you don't do that to your friends. You don't do that to your friends. You don't do that to your friends. And then he comes at him with a broken bottle. And then that's that. So, mm. Jamaica. How great for him. How easy is it to just go to Jamaica and become a bartender? Apparently super When easy. you got skills. When you can throw bottles <laughs> over your back. There's no way. Again. You throw, You leave it all behind. You live on a tree. You, you work on, the, on a beach with a ceiling fan, silk shirts, silk pants, Tommy Bahama brand. I'm pro- probably positive. <laughs> and that's it. You bed tourists. You're pouring daiquiris. I don't know what 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 would he be upset about? I, for all I know, he owns that bar. He lives in Jamaica. I don't think that bar is open at night. Not, there's not one moment we saw it open at night, even though he kind of talked about it. But work, no, wait, when, six when he, hours a day, p.m. ish. When he goes to bed, Bonnie, it's definitely it's nighttime. Yeah, nighttime closing time scenario. Man, what a gig! Betting. I mean, there's but, nothing to worry about. And then Elizabeth Shue walks into his life. Mm. I know. So, you know, Gort, so they obviously needed somebody with some acting chops. You know, you, now, poor Kelly Lynch, she gets the raw deal because she's the, the W-H-O-R-E of the movie. She doesn't really break out until Roadhouse, if we can agree. This movie, oh. she's nothing. You know, she's T-N-A for the screen. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth Shue, she's got the acting chops. She's got the waterfall chops. Adventures and babysitting. Yeah. Ta-da moments. Um, and she, I mean, she captures it. It's love at first sight. And when he Flanagan says in the penthouse, I loved you since I first saw you. I don't know why I didn't say that before that, but I believe it. Looking back on the scenes where they're kind of flirting together, he handles his own in front of Coglin, that jerk. Mm. <laughs> Guy was a real piece of work. I don't know what Tom Cruise. I had a lot of problems. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I had a lot of questions mm-hmm. about Tom Cruise's relationship with Coglin. Oh man, there's a scene right now. She's wearing that black one piece with the shoe on Oof, my iPad. Um, so. Coglin at this point is married to this rich woman who, quote, owns half of Manhattan for whatever reason. I have no idea what kind of business she's in. Her dad. Um, her dad oh, that's right. Her parents, maybe. So he's just, he he's living the easy life. He's got some sweet plans for opening his own place when he moves back to New York. And him and Elizabeth Shue have this tryst. How long do you think their tryst was in Jamaica? Four days. Four tops. days. Yeah four days they just they're waking up next to each other having sexual intercourse in a waterfall um that's how i do horseback riding that scene was intense they're hanging out riding horses i want to go to jamaica right now and just ride a horse exactly it's if, if anything this is a commercial for jamaica 
Jamaican this was, Tourism this was Board an ad for Jamaica. Jamaican Tourism Board probably sponsored this movie. And you know what probably <laughs> went up four hundred percent? Barman poetry in Jamaica. My there God. was probably not you couldn't throw a stick and not hit a barman poet on top of a bar of your in Jamaica. Love. Uh so Dale underscore the last Twitter barman poet. poet. <laughs> so there's another bet that happens, unfortunately, in Tom Cruise. They, they, the tryst has happened for four days. They're they're in love. They haven't said it, but they're in love. They're a match made in heaven, Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. But just in strolls the Aussie. They're having this little repartee at the bar, and all these these dopes travelers are yucking it up at the bar. These two are going at it, fighting each other, jokey. And then they have a bet. Like, I bet you can't bag that broad over there at with the bar. A, with two special guest appearances before the scene. The dad from Beverly Hills 90210 with zero speaking parts. And the uncle... From Home Alone, had one speaking part, not to Tom Cruise. And he's not in this that scene <laughs> in particular. So Tom, like an idiot, cannot stand the fact that Coglin has placed him into a scenario that he can easily just say no to. But he's like, well, I got to see if I can have sex with this woman. Mm-hmm. And she's a richy rich. And they get drunk and they go to her place. But Elizabeth Shue sees this happening. So they she sees him drunkenly taking this woman to a wherever. Real nice. And she skips town. Back Brian. to New York. I mean, Brian. At least, you know, wait until cover of darkness. Right? It's a small... Jamaica's a small place. Yeah. Come on. One, the one beach bar, you're seeing your lady... Chances are she's going to come back. She, and if she's not flying back to New York, she's going to come back to the bar because she just spent four days with you making love under a waterfall, listening to Jimmy Cliff or whoever sings the song. I mean, <laughs> hmm. she's sketching him. He violently tears the sketch pad out of her hands. It was a little awkward of a scene, but I, I wouldn't do that to a, you know, I would respect the women's wishes to keep the sketch pad, but Ta-da! chances are she's walking up to the bar as you're trying to bet a woman that is a little bit of work because it's no fun if they fell over with their legs spread open. That's a quote from the movie. That's not my quote. This woman wasn't even, she didn't do anything for me, this rich woman. She was a, a, you could probably consider her a cougar at this point. But I mean, Tom, you have Elizabeth Shue for four days and Coughlin's gone from the bar at this point. You don't need to take her to your little shanty. That's true. He wasn't even there to see that the deal was closed. Right? That's true. That's amazing plot hole. I didn't even think of that. Oh my God. They're all bouncing, having fun. How hammered do you have to be to take this cougar home when you've had Elizabeth Shue? Right? You have to be out of your mind. And what what really gets me is That's the following. Uh, obviously, the the audience <laughs> was with you on that one. Uh, you know, he goes back to New York as a kept man, trying to get into these business positions, yeah. and it's totally out of his character at this point. He like, he's grown he's, so much he, his character, he just goes right back to square one. 
he becomes a, a Conklin in my eyes. Irredeemable zilch. He's just yeah. He's a nobody at this point. He's less than nothing. Well, because he's a, he's a piece of dirt. Like we we didn't want to see him go that route, and he goes that route. So he. he any sort of redemption that you just can't be done because he's a piece of crap for dumping on Jordan like that. Right, so then right. he gets, I guess we, we should say he, Jordan leaves, leaves town yeah. and he goes to sulk in his shanty and then Cougar comes by and probably gives him a book jug <laughs> in his bed. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, you, and then that's it. They, they become a, an item after that. They leave. Then become I, an item. Yeah, I think she convinced them to come back to New York with them because there's not much you can do mid book jug to <laughs> disagree with anything anybody's doing <laughs> mid book jug. <laughs> like you're just like, okay, where do I sign? Where, where you know, let's get on the plane, whatever. And he wasn't even that distraught, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> he she really wasn't. wasn't. No. She came in. She got over it looking quick. for over even it. more. Like she's she is. She, it must be like. What's prime time for women to just be amorous? She was in that hour, and Tom was just laying there in his bed. She was looking and for that vitamin T. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and so, yeah, go, so they're back in New York. She's wearing mink coats, taking him to art galleries, and he is, he's a boy toy. That's all he is. He gets super drunk, mm. and the artist is kind of a D-bag, and Tom... Uh, and classic Tom style defends himself. Yes, he does. Mm. Some sweet Aikido moves he pulls on that guy. Which is a good thing, because he was in the military. He mm-hmm. took that punch, and then he gave it right back. He just didn't get his egg kicked, which is good, because he's, ar- you know, he's an army guy. He's not a boy. He's a man toy. He's a man yeah. toy with army <laughs> skills. <laughs> there, was, there was one hilarious part. So they're at this art gallery. He gets punched, and it ends in disaster. And they're like about to leave. And then he tells Cougar that, you know, I already cleaned out my stuff from your apartment. Mm. You know, this is it. My question, why did he go to the art gallery if he was going to dump her anyway? <laughs> why are you doing this to Dale's delicate I'm like, I'm sorry. Why are you pulling to, at the I strings of this movie? These questions. Now, everybody watching, listening to this podcast will be all Team Slim and hating Cocktail. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all Talk- time. Listen, cocktail, cocktail is one of the most entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> cocktail is one of the most entertaining movies you can find. You know, it's right up there with Tango and Cash. Also, a Thank great you. '80s movie. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So now he's 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 destitute. <laughs> he Coglin is living it up. He's got his own place. There was another bet. Where they said, you know, I bet you come crawling to me within three months for a job at my new place, Tom. Bet that happens, Tom. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to set up, Cougar's going to set me up with a with a business. Yeah, he's going to be a marketing guy. Now, does he go to talk to Shu at this point, Jordan? Yeah, he goes uh, to the diner where Shu works. And remember, she takes the day specials and splashes them all over him because, you know, <laughs> rightfully so. Home Don't the, try the specials, eh? Jerry's yeah. Diner, home of the cement Danish. Man, you have got this movie committed to memory. 
that one, oh man, I felt so bad for him. When that chicken dish was on his head oh. and it's just like dripping down the oh, side yeah. of his face. And the big piece of breast like flopped off his hair at the end. <laughs> oh God, it's disgusting. Ta-da. Oh, so they, they go see her, it gets rejected by her. And then the classic, the, 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 the moment of the movie, perfect sense of humor. He's outside waiting for her on his knees like a blind man. <laughs> I love. I think that's just the funniest. I would do that if I was in that same situation, yeah. Brian Flanagan. Me and you, buddy. And then he well, goes crawling back. Yeah, yeah. It's and, real deep. And then he goes, takes his five hundred dollar bottle of brandy because he lost the bet. He's going to go beg Coglin for a job at his new joint. Kelly Lynch is there, like porking some guy under the table. <laughs> And uh, French kisses Brian and said it'd be great to get some talent behind the bar. Talent behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> behind the horizontal bar. <laughs> so Coglin, <laughs> they you know they go back to their boat, his houseboat or his, his leisure, his leisure boat behind the restaurant. Crack open the brandy, Coglin reveals to Brian Flanagan that he is broke. He lost all his money on margin and things like this on the stock market. And he didn't factor in the fact that to run a restaurant takes money, taxes, fees, you know, linens, everything like that. So he is has lost it all. And his lady doesn't know about it yet. Takes his lady home. Kelly Lynch tries to do him at the apartment because Flanagan, Flanagan tries to do, to do Flanagan, Flanagan yeah, because be she is. I mean, she is just doing anybody that looks at her. Anybody that can see lightning and hear thunder, it makes her list. <laughs> and Tom uh, Brian Flanagan, the only one to turn her down because Finally. because he's scared, as she says. And, uh, what am I even doing here? The definitive line for Flanagan in the movie, yeah, I think, yes. when he finally gets it. Yes, exactly. Finally. I mean, this was this was the one moment where I didn't want to strangle him a little bit. Like he finally, when he finally grew sense. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's funny because even before that, he goes to see Jordan in her loft, which at the time I was like, man, how is she paying for this thing? And then it's revealed that she is, in fact, rich, but she just didn't want to tell Tom that when they first were having this thing in, for four days in Jamaica. And he goes to apologize. And what is amazing, to he goes to apologize, but you, he doesn't, you don't know for what, because she says, who was she, or why did you go off with her? And he's like, and he's like it's a bet, relax. No, even before that, he's like, uh, what are you talking about? He didn't oh, know yeah. oh, that she saw him go off with another woman. So Why even else? then, he's, he's still not getting it. He's going just to just apologize that he never called her back. And that's <laughs> but, it. He was going to keep that from and her. And like, what about that old, you know, coogs that you went with? Yeah. He's like, babe, that was a bet. Men do that. Yeah, that I was, couldn't believe that it. was the most messed up part. The why else would she storm catch a late night flight out of Jamaica? Why else would she be that messed up and pee off, peed off to storm out of the country and go back to New York? You have to know that's why. 
You have to know. But you're going to play deny up until the end, just in case there's a chance that he could have gotten away with it. Do you think he would was, he would have never confessed if he didn't call out on it? Right? I was stunned at the time. Really stunned. And then he just made it worse with those comments about the bet. Like, get oh, the hell yeah. out of here. <sighs> Man, I don't no blame idea what Jordan. he was doing. You are a, a zilch, Tom. Come on. Grow up. When she tell when she spooks him, tells him that she's pregnant. I mean, just her react, her acting, phenomenal. I'm sorry, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. she was amazing at every point of this movie. When she shakes her How head about, no, but says mm hmm, mm hmm, <laughs> phenomenal. How amazing was the penthouse that her parents lived in? Ooh. And how much did her father not match the identity of a stinking rich penthouse owner? <laughs> he was wearing kind of like a almost a corduroy suit jacket, and I was like, like a Who district is this manager guy? for Target is what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. I will say though, when he comes back for the second time after uh, Coglin impales himself on that bottle of brandy. And ends it all. Uh, you, the line is, you know, you guys are on your own. And he's like, that's the only way I want it. And he's got his lady and he figures it out. He organizes that loan, starts Flanagan's Cocktails and Dreams, gets married, does the right thing. And uh, Dale, do you have that last Barman Poet line queued up? poem is entitled Flanagan's Advice to His Unborn Child. Now, if Jordan gives birth to a fine Irish son, there'll be cocktails and dreams for him one day to run. A business that shall yield a financial windfall. It better! To be franchised in every suburban shopping mall. A dynasty! Founding a dynasty! Now, if a daughter arrives to bless our clan, I guess the shit will certainly hit the fan. But this I shall promise to thee. I'll never let her marry a guy like me. Still... If our child's the naughtiest of girls or the wildest of young men, I swear I'll be the best dad I can and never, ever get spooked again. Mm. <laughs> I was that referencing I the time I cheated you. on you. Remember? No way. <laughs> Twins? <laughs> Twins? Twins! Yeah, okay. Brian Flanagan just est himself. <laughs> yeah, sh- There's no way. In front of all these people, you find out you're having twins. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I, it's an Irish thing. I, th- I thought it was I'd be crying. the one line that he said, uh, and never marry a guy like me, and everyone's like, oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, remember I, you guys met? <laughs> remember the story that, you know, you slept with somebody else and married out of wedlock? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Tom, 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 Tom. What's so funny is he said, he gets a job, which is never advertised, but he 
gets a job at TGI Fridays and his million dollar dream is to get a bar in every suburban shopping mall, which is a TGI Fridays. I, I, I saw that exact irony at the end and it's amazing. He just, he essentially comes up with the idea for where he worked before. Yes, exactly. Tries to turn into a franchise. I don't know how popular Fridays was back in '88, but I I swear I went on the internet. I tried to find out if like Fridays sponsored cocktail or something because it was just too real. Like maybe TGI Fridays wasn't as popular then, but they're certainly in every suburban shopping mall now. It's so crazy. Yeah, maybe they were just like in New York or. New York and like LA or something, but yeah, that mm-hmm. that was an amazing realization at the end. Or I don't even think it was at the end. I think when when they had that meeting in the kitchen, when they're coming up with these ideas to franchise a bar, and I was like, they work at TGI Fridays. It's yeah. like you <laughs> you work there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They the wait. I mean, they don't try to hide it from the movie. Like like the sign just happened to get into the camera. Like, the waitresses wear TGI Friday shirts with the red and white stripes. <laughs> There's no hiding it. In another time, and this well, Have you ever seen the TGI Fridays that was ever that happening in your lives? <laughs> Never. Never. That wasn't 90-year-old mall people that just got down their power walk and are having some zingers? What, you I, know? Th- what I think is amazing is at Brian at Flanagan's Cocktails and Dreams, he's got this reputation of being the barman poet. Like, when's the reputation? Bryant, like, Coughlin's dead. Coral, unless she posted it or put it in the paper. On Tumblr. There, is there, it, does he have that much of a rep after being in Jamaica for three years? That, I don't know. Why are you pulling at the threads of this movie? Because yeah, I, I love, yeah, that's my I need job. to know. I, I, yeah, that's true. You're right. You need I don't to know. track down Tom. I don't like what you guys did to me. At reply Tom on Twitter. Tom, how did the Barman Poet rep continue after three years of being in Jamaica? Please, I need to know now. There's no way anybody at Flanagan's Cocktails and Dreams was at the cell block that night. No way. <laughs> no way. Different crowds, different demos. Dale's got one of those uh, detective walls where he's got different colored threads <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> there is no of- way a patron could have been at both. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like his hair the whole movie either. Too, I'll put that in he, at wall. various times. He looked like he had a wig on, or like some scenes he had longer hair and it was like mm-hmm. unkempt. And at the end, his hair was really just not, uh, not my favorite style. Yeah, yeah, no, it was very teased, done up. But his wardrobe. I hope he kept that wardrobe and has it somewhere in like a closet that he checks out every so often. Size four X silk shirts. <laughs> Wearing a kimono. Such a great movie. God damn. They were, they were the party shirts that like you get at comic shops, like the Wolverine silk shirt, you know, those like terrible looking shirts you see people walking around the, at cons with. The Len Wein shirt. <laughs> tie yeah, it back. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it. Cocktail. Magical experience. Dale, how you feel? Oh, uh, I'm glad that we talked about it. Question mark. Are you going to go watch it again after this episode? Oh, man. I Do you fall asleep to it most nights? Uh-oh. Run for the shelter of your life.
Sounds like they're doing it now, but they're not. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, yeah. God. They're doing Shoe something. boobs. Shoe <laughs> boobs. Hashtag shoe boobs. I mean, Tom Cruise, there was no way that they weren't covered, right? Tom Cruise full-on received Elizabeth Shoe's boobs in his, in his bosom in the waterfall scene. Oh, you know. And then that we water had to be cold. There had to be some scrapage. If you know oh, what I mean. my. Uh, I might have to put the explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, happy birthday, Tom Cruise. I'm glad we talked about happy the movie. Happy birthday, Tom. Take it for what it is. It's an 80s movie. You know, Tom Cruise didn't really quite find his footing yet as far as being a, you know, maybe that. But in the 80s, that was every leading man's footing, right? A movie like yeah. Cocktail. Absolutely. They all had them. God. Color of Money. <sighs> Jesus. Mm, that's a ex- wonderful film. Oh, God. It's exactly this. It's Cocktail, but with pool. You know what I mean? It's like, that's... Listen. Listen to me. There was jokes on Twitter about a Tom Cruise movie podcast. Jokes. But, I mean, I... I I can't see Next any episode, other way around. The Last Samurai. I get to pick it. Last Samurai. Next episode. Color of Money. Legend. Jack Reacher. We want to get modern. Oblivion. No. <laughs> Just emptied my Jamaican Vanilla waterfall. Sky. Slim. Oh, God. We'll see We everybody. can't go to the Mustangs ready. When the Mustangs ready on Tuesday, we'll go. See everybody next time. Jones is just book jugging Slim right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trying. <laughs>